0: Take a classic car that would get junked anyway, cut off the body from that, uh, cut off the antiquated old stuff, and put it on something that is new. So you get advantages of a body swap or a chassis swap
1: usually are you get better everything. Modern suspension, AC, heat. A body swap, 90% of the time, the only consideration, and not even, I'm I'm going to change that to 65% of the time, <laughs> the only thing they worry about is the wheelbase length. Yes nothing else works nothing else and then their proportions are all wrong and trying to close it up and make it a viable car that's why they all die you don't want to be sitting in your in your seat
2: and your steering wheel is you know <laughs> off center to your body or, or even your pe- your pedal that position is so like if funny. you need to modify i'm like obviously vis- visually i'm exaggerating <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, we are a custom shop based here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, we started this podcast because uh, we love to talk about cars and we build really cool cars. My name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. Awesome. And on this episode, we are discussing body swabs body or swabs. chassis swaps yeah, And... Yeah, Huh? No, because I have some glorious opinions on this, but uh, Tim does not, (laughs) it's the opposite. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, because if you don't know what a body swap is or a chassis swap is, um, it's when someone takes, I wish we could split two cars apart, but uh, imagine this LaFerrari, someone, Takes it off and then puts on the body of a GTR, a Nissan GTR, or that was the worst possible combination <laughs> no. of vehicles. <laughs> that is a crazy <laughs> analogy.
1: Let's try something better, like a yeah, '67 Camaro body on a modern Camaro. Yes, so something like that. They're sacred. Don't mess with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's blasphemy. <laughs> Get out of here. End this podcast. It's that over. would be a
0: cool swap, though. Come no, on, no, wouldn't. It no, it, wouldn't. Wouldn't. That'd be no, the, it no. would not. <laughs>
2: The debate is very, very, very minimal. I know.
0: Uh, So we're going to be discussing all of that today. I think it's going to be interesting because uh, I feel like we've seen a shift in the modern day or today about doing that. A lot of people seem to be doing that more often than not. And so we just wanted to dive into that. But before we get started... His opinion. Yeah. He's, just, just, I he's, know. Just he's just like waiting to, to let out his everything.
2: opinion. <laughs> 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 so,
0: before we dive into that topic, uh, we're just going to tell you guys how our weeks have been.
2: What has your <laughs> week been, Tim? <laughs> how,
1: has, yeah. how has your week how been? How has the week treated you so well, Elvis gets to participate because we share a couple of email accounts. So he gets to see the like back and forth of just emails mm-hmm. that could be like a two minute phone call, but it's like a half a day email conversation <laughs> that ultimately ends up in like, hey, we should schedule a phone call. Like, why don't we just start with a phone call? <laughs> and then just chasing parts and checking back orders and tracking number, like tracking stuff to see yeah. what it's at so we can set a schedule and just literally waiting.
2: It's a lot of things. A lot of things
1: happening. Lambo we, happening. We've, we, we, you know, the
2: the Lamborghini project that we're doing for fun. Dealing with is.
1: customer personalities because I get to field all the phone calls. Hmm. So that has been a challenging week, but uh, that's a whole nother podcast. I think we have one talking about (laughs) what it's actually like having a custom shop. Yeah. So
0: if you're interested in that, let us know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Myself, I'm,
2: I'm obviously I'm a lot more hands on in this in this shop. And so my last week has been pretty much all in on the Skylark again. But I've been
0: working on the trunk fuel cell. And then you also did the engine mounts, or you were working yeah, well, on the engine mounts right now. that's
2: kind of where I ended my week, is building the engine mounts, because, you know, we, we've we had the Wegner supercharged engine in, in-house now for a little bit, but we don't want to fabricate around that. No, that's too precious. You know, I, we, we, have to, <laughs> we have to build our own in-house headers and everything for it. We have a kind of like a... a A sacrificial LS with a 4L80 on it so we just put that in the chassis so I'm making the engine and trans mounts for that now and then we're gonna get into doing like headers and and the rest of the car like I, I need to build the whole center of the floor pan trans tunnel the whole thing so It's been good. It's been a good week. So, looking forward to moving into the next week, too.
0: Yeah. And we're also looking forward to the next plan for the Lambo. So, this past week or this past weekend, Mm -hmm. um, we did the cold turbo. Yeah. The cold side of the turbo. Um, But it's all plumbed in now, like temporarily for the most part, because we're going to be modifying some of the mount and all of that for the intercoolers uh, when when we cut the body of the Tahoe off. Um, And so, what is in it for. The next few weeks, I guess.
1: We have a little bit more plumbing, and then up next is the ECU so that we can put a tune in it and start making power. Because right now, obviously, we can't really put boost into it on a stock ECU, and every light is on in the dash. (laughs) we just got to clean up a bunch of stuff, get some bigger injectors, new intake. And well, actually, I think we plan on blowing the guts out of the intake that we have first. Yeah, yeah. the the
2: stock truck intake, m- intake manifold it can't in- hold a
1: lot of pressure. Well, we're gonna find out exactly how much. <laughs> that's, that's, that. what, that's what we heard. So
2: we're gonna test okay. that theory. How much? How much boost pressure can we apply to a stock truck manifold? Scientific tests. Yes, okay. for for testing purposes only. And then after we blow that one, which we intend to. We are going to be putting a you know a fabricated a whatever. fabricated Ooh. aluminum intake manifold onto it. Very nice. Yeah, we'll go from there. So we'll probably have to modify a little bit of our our cold side tubing just to sort of accommodate the mm-hmm. the difference in throttle body height and whatever. Yeah, that's the future the, that's, TFC. That's future TFC <laughs> stuff. You know, because it's just for fun. We don't want to like overwhelm ourselves. I think we we touched on this last time we talked about this. We don't want to overwhelm overwhelm ourselves with getting too deep into it. We just want to. Enjoy the process of this. With that said, we are
0: going to dive into today's topic
2: of uh,
0: conversation, which is body swaps. Ooh. Yes. So, body swaps are they uh, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> are,
1: they,
2: are they the be all and all? <laughs> no. mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, no. But like I mentioned earlier, body swaps I feel like are becoming. Uh, I've been seeing them more and more often.
1: Okay, and wait, wait, wait. To... <laughs> okay. We're seeing more and more body swaps started. Yes. We've seen very few of them finished. That is
0: that is true. Why are m- body swaps not finished? Because it's stupid. Oh, my gosh.
2: I think he might to Could you to explain why? <laughs> Uh, Why are body swaps stupid according we to you? Do have a car in a shop right now that could technically be defined as a body swap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Our URIS is uh, Tahoe. Or, or, or the Skylark. <laughs> Or the Skylark uh-huh. is also a body swap.
1: Technically, it's not really technically a body swap. It's a it body swap. It's not. The chassis was built specifically for that body. Yes, but it's not the same chassis that it so came from the factory. I think we need to define what a body swap with. is first. Yes. So what is That's a body swap? That's not a body swap. That just has a new chassis built specifically for that car. All you're doing is taking one chassis out and putting another better, more modernized chassis in its place. You're not cutting. That's a, yeah chassis not, swap. A chassis swap is completely different than a so, body swap.
2: So roaster shop spec chassis designed ex- specifically for that very reason,
1: and it essentially is a bolt in, yeah. unless you s- decide to make some changes beyond what. But they do make a spec chassis that bolts directly in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean
2: it. And it's purpose-built for that reason. You're not bolting the reason. chassis out
1: of an E30 M3 into <laughs> a, a
2: Miata. Yeah, no I chance. mean you
1: can make mounts for for the bolt and no. stuff.
2: No, I
0: I no, think no. that they are the same thing. So, they're what do you think, thing. Rob? They're not the same thing.
2: No, I th- I don't think they're the same thing. They're, it's very technically it's it's different in its own little ways. But I would say, generally speaking, it's kind of the same. But the spec chassis, I'd say that the, the way the end way that the, the, the way be. that we went about with the Skylark is not the way that that chassis was intended to be used. Yeah, and so. I would say that there's a gray area in yeah. between that that is oh kind my, of a Tim body Tim is not going to agree. <laughs> and I would say that <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> not. Only, only because you could take any chassis and do the exact same thing to that Skylark. And it would be the exact same result as what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It just happens that that one was intended to be a direct bolt on, but we didn't use it like that.
1: Mm-hmm yeah okay let's hear your view
0: okay so for me a body swap and a a chassis swap are exactly the same thing because you are taking what was a stock car cutting the body off for the most part or sometimes bolting it on and off and putting it on something that it was not intended to have from the factory if it doesn't i think if it doesn't come from the factory that way Anything you do to the chassis, if you're taking out what was under the car before, is a body swap no, or okay. a chassis swap. I think it's exactly
1: the same thing. It's not the same. <laughs> not even <laughs> oh my similar. Gosh. Okay. Which is the um, argument as to why none of those cars get finished? Um, I've seen what do you think quite the likelihood a few. of putting a chassis under a car that's meant for the car is they get finished. A body swap. 90% of the time, the only consideration, and not even, I'm i am going to change that to 65% of the time, <laughs> the only thing they worry about is the wheelbase length. Yes. Nothing else works. Nothing else. And then their proportions are all wrong and trying to close it up and make it a viable car. That's why they all die. Because all they're worried about is, oh, will the wheels fit in the hole? Yeah. And then the rest of them, nothing works.
0: No, nothing. I think it is the exact opposite. I think everything works for the most part
1: because... Um, If you want to get in the car and your dash is two feet long because it doesn't fit. Again, it depends on how you make that work. You got to put your feet in the corner because the tunnel's too wide for the car that you're putting it in. It all depends on how you make that work.
0: No. But for the most part, a lot of the ones that I've seen, because I follow this page. uh, It's a body swap page i think you follow the page too yeah i do how <laughs> many finished body swaps have you seen on that page i've seen quite how a many? few give oh me an example gosh like uh there was a volkswagen uh, there was a i think it was what it what did it call the square
1: body probably six months i've seen maybe two finished cars on that page mm.
0: but the most important thing i think out is of hundred that people are even starting because it is i think it is just awesome to be able to Take a classic car that, I don't know, would get junked anyway, cut off the body from that, uh, cut off the antiquated old stuff, and put it on something that is new. So you get, so the advantages of a body swap or a chassis swap usually are you get better everything compared to where you started from. And so I think because if you're doing, for example, uh, let's go with your route, a chassis swap from like a roadster swap chassis. Sure, like the chassis are amazing, but they're also expensive. But
1: what's the purpose of it?
0: Because I want to do a body swap to my car, mm-hmm. which is why I thought of this topic. And Tim and I couldn't agree. And so we were like, we have to make a, top- a podcast about
2: this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but So I have a uh, 1960 Jaguar Mark II. Initially, I was, I was going to do just an engine swap. But when I looked at the cost of doing the engine swap and upgrading everything else on that chassis, because it is not a nice chassis right now. It's Mm -hmm. there. there It's rust on it. Uh, Underneath, there's a lot of rust. You can see holes through the floor. uh, A lot of the some of the parts have been picked out of it as well. And so it's not. It's just not a nice chassis. But it's a good shell because the actual body of the car doesn't have any rust on it
2: yeah and you like the you know the aesthetic the yeah. design of yeah what that car looks yeah to be,
0: but right? unfortunately i can't afford buying a whole or b- pretty much doing a whole restoration on that car and i can't afford buying what like a 20 30 or having a custom chassis made for it like what 50 even
2: can even extend to the hundreds yeah, by I the time th- you're done and i think a lot of a lot of this decision process is based on like in the 60s you know even if you upgraded and did all the things to this jaguar that was made for that at the end of the day you still have a fairly antiquated setup yep. like unless you completely re-engineer and design everything, everything. about it you're going to end up with something that's 1960 spec yeah i completely agree and so so kind of lends into hey maybe i should just do a body swap
0: yeah and so that I, was I think, my reasoning i think
2: i think there's a lot of sense in that way especially with a car that was probably never great you know it, but if you really love the way it looks that makes sense
0: yeah and that's you know, you know, why I'm doing it. But
2: knowing that it's not cheap. No. Like, don't think like doing an engine swap and like, you know, some upgrades to your existing car is way cheaper than doing a body swap. It depends. No. It depends. No, no. Depends because what, what I think, what I think the misconception is, is like just putting a body onto some other existing modern car chassis because you got the drive line and all the things. Yeah. You connected the dots, the floor pan, and everything from the new car meets the body of the old car, and maybe you're lucky and the interior dimensions work in that shell. Most likely, they don't, so you're doing completely custom interior. There's a lot of money to be spent there. Like, that's not cheap. And more often than not, dimensions of new cars are way different than they are from old cars. Even just look thinking about like the cowl placement, the strut tower placement on a new car, completely different than an older car,
1: and way taller. True. And
2: so there's a lot. There's a lot of those things that make most chassis swaps a failure. Not chassis swaps, body swaps. Body swaps. Body swaps. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of research to be to be had. Doing a body swap because it's not a willy nilly thing. You don't just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You end up well, having something that never gets finished. Or even if it does become a, a driving automobile, there is a freaking laundry list of, of compromises that are there. And you're just like, and it eats you up. You're like, oh, this is not as good as what it was like before I did this monumental amount of body swap work you're like oh this plus sucks. you're only
1: ever driving whatever you swapped it onto, which is awesome it, it can is be amazing if it, if it, it starts out it's yeah.
2: awesome like if you take that jag and imagine you put that on like i don't know something kick-ass like a m3
0: oh that would be sick well i didn't go for the m3 route because <laughs> <laughs> i'm but balling I mean, on a budget here so,
2: if you had if your if your donor was something that was like seriously badass then yeah. you know your 60s Jaguar is going to be probably the best 60s Jaguar that exists in the world. Yeah. As so, far as its functionality but I mean still there's probably going to be a lot of compromises.
0: So my plan Most of its interior. My plan is to put a BMW 328xi Yeah. under the Jag it's so it's all wheel drive. That's why I got it because I want a classic car or a classic looking car that I can drive all year round, even in the middle of winter. Yeah. And in especially a snowstorm.
2: where we live. Yes. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, And so that was my initial plan for it. And again, I I don't have what, like a hundred thousand dollars to blow on a project car or like, or like a full chassis or full restoration or even more. Mm-hmm. And so you can get e uh 328 xis for like less than 10 grand easy and i mean i know yeah there's gonna be things i'm gonna need to do like figure out the interior and even how to graft both parts together and even the cowl slash uh the cowl part of things is also important because initially i wasn't thinking about that but Hmm. after seeing a guy i think he tried to swap a um it was a 190e with and A45 AMG, yeah. Um, and so after he cut it apart, he like, Oh crap, the cowl doesn't match
1: up with the, the other car. I'll guarantee the you, your BMW is six inches wider than your Jag, so your steering wheel is no, gonna to be touching the no. The BMW is two inches wider than the Jag. Mm, You're talking track width though. But like
2: a lot of the body things, width. like oh. body width in areas of major concern, like your major A pillar areas, you know, and, and all of those old classic car spec was like seriously small compared to new new age stuff. So that's going to be like, you know, now your dash from the E46 is going to be too wide to fit. E90. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's not
1: going to fit in your Jag. Yeah. Which well, is going to put your steering wheel touching your driver's <laughs> door glass because you're going to clip the ends and not move the column or you've got to narrow the dash, but you also got to shift the steering wheel over into your seating position. It's just going to spiral. Nah, I think it'll be fine. So I think that's what a lot of <laughs> all those other guys, that's why they're I all for sale. Bit- on- <laughs> I, th-
2: I think, I think details like that are what will make or break mm-hmm. this project for anybody. You know, if anybody's wants to do a body swap, you're going to have to do a lot of detailed research. To find out whether or not that, because that's a really big, that's a really big issue that plagues a lot of cars. Like you True. don't, you don't want to be sitting in your in your seat and your steering wheel is, <laughs> you know, off center to your body, or, or even your pe- your pedal position. That is so like if funny. you need to modify, I'm like obviously vis- visually, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to. Imagine but like it. honestly, it's. Some cars actually come with a slight off-center, even from the factory. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it just gets exaggerated sometimes. And those, are, those are a lot of the things, like those are a lot of those compromises that mm. end up being had. So I think if you just automatically said, I am not going to run anything from the interior of the E90 in my 60s Jaguar, and you just put like all your bits where they needed to be, you know, built, you know, modified or built a whole new floor pan.
1: That's not a body swap anymore. But
2: see, now you're now you're nah. now, now you're, you're kind of in, the same, yeah, in the same you're in the same situation like I am with my and my Z. So what are you doing to your Z? What is your Z? See, again? I or I because I, c- I, I I was wanting to do just like an engine swap or something like that, and I actually even considered doing a body swap on that car too. Oh, okay. Because because I used to drive uh, a G thirty five coupe, and I was oh. like, "Oh, dope!" You know, I'll just put a VQ thirty five. Maybe I'll just buy a, a donor car, a three fifty Z, body swap that. I have all that great, the great modern tech, and I was like, "No, this isn't gonna work." Why did you
0: turn away from it?
2: For all those same reasons. None mm. of those dimensions work, yeah. and it's just too much. You end up, you end up having a completely yeah, go like race car spec in the interior. You know, cage. think you end up just. Draw. Transferring
1: your workload to a different place.
2: It that's It is. It's it, like, what it, how do you mean? it?
1: Well, instead of doing this over here, you're putting all this immense amount of work into sort of fixing things that aren't quite right. Moving things and repositioning things and relocating things because the amount of stuff in your BMW is massive compared to the Jag <laughs> and you have no place to put it. True. So you got to start finding places to put all these things and more brackets and then, What I see a lot happens and why people end up getting jammed up is like simple things that like, okay, what do I do with this now? And that turns into a three day project or a four day project. Whereas we don't let ourselves, we just start from nothing and put it Mm -hmm. where it needs to be. So we're always moving forward and making stuff. Whereas that stuff, people get stuck with like, I have to use this because it came with the car. Yeah. And it could be something stupid, like an overflow tank. Like, oh, where am I going to put this overflow mm-hmm. tank? Because this is the BMW when I have to use it. Me, I will throw in garbage to get a different get a one new that fits. One. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that you'll spend, and then it's just starts looking like, Cause you're trying to repurpose all this stuff that, and then the packaging gets whacked looking And some of these cars, you know, they look decent. Then they pop the hood and you're just like, Oh my God, what in the hell is that? That is true. I've seen that. I feel like in a lot of. A lot because the packaging, just doesn't work. There's too much guts to put in there. It's like, you know. what do they say is like five pounds of sausage in a 10 pound bag or 10 pounds in a five, five, <laughs> five <Yeah>. pound bag. No, that's true though. And this is a really big concern. That's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, there's so many things. So when you're so doing it things. yourself and you have nothing but time, go for it, knock yourself out. But to get me to do it, it's not going to be cheaper. It's going to cost mm. you twice as much. Wow. Like for sure. Cause it's simple little things. And if you're trying to make it right, then it just starts adding up. Oh, we gotta move the column over an inch. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, that's whatever. But Mm. if you're at home and it takes you a week to correct that, that's great. But it doesn't make sense financially unless you're working for free. Yeah.
2: Really? And there's no reason why like you can do all of those mods. Like if you wanted to have like that interior, that dash, that console, everything, you could totally make it work, but you're gonna modify all of that stuff. You're, you know, you're whipping out some, some pretty modern tech panel bonds and I things would say like that to make more things, ability, 3d printing. more ability.
1: I think you need more ability than even doing it the other way. Yeah. Cause you got to touch on every single thing. You got wiring, you got mechanical, you got upholstery, you got everything to do. Literally everything. Yeah. And, and then if you're just trying to cram it in too. Yeah. Then, and within those constraints, so you got to be even more creative.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's easier just to go full race car. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Just cut everything out.
2: Gut it out, fucking put your things wherever you want it, and just send it.
0: No, I am thinking of making a custom like dash for it, but still using some of the E90s components, like the gauge cluster and the, I don't know, uh, what's it called? Just the, the rest of the dashboard, like a lot of the dashboard, but just making it kind of similar to the jags dash but like tying it in somehow but because i i kind of like the challenge honestly like to me like i like it trying to figure out things like that because that's what gives me that's what gives me energy and that's where i get my i don't know boost of energy from i guess that's (laughs) trying to figure all of that out
2: that's part of your metric of life yeah you know that's that's what you're working for and that's cool man i respect that it's, uh, it's admirable if you make it through to the end, <laughs> kudos to you, man. That's awesome. And, and like, no, no kidding, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to help you along the way to make sure that you do make it because I don't want to see you fail.
1: Mm-hmm. Right now on the world scale of body swaps, we could have a first, second, and third place prize. Cause that's probably how many will actually get finished.
0: <laughs> no, I hope, I mean, I can't start it now, obviously, but, uh, because I have literally so many other projects to do, uh, but I hope to maybe start my body swap in the next year and we'll see what happens. And I'm giving myself less than a year to complete it.
1: Let, uh, hopefully it happens i mean I, we have a child on the way so that might affect things but i think that's going to impact <laughs> you. plus you got to start making that plan and taking measurements true yes so i'm yeah we'll see what i'll so reference the previous podcast the one before the last one about making a plan and following it through because exactly. i think you may find before you even get to the cutting part that you're gonna have some big issues that you need to address mm-hmm yeah, well we'll see. But you'll have started off on the right path
2: by right. making the plan. Yes.
0: And that's honestly what I learned in the <laughs> Yeah, put the grinder down.
2: Pick yeah. up a pencil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Curb the enthusiasm just a little time. I know, bit. because it's
0: almost too exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're fired I need to cut up, something. Yeah. Like,
2: Give me an obviously you're fired up, dude. It's, yeah. it's exciting. Mm. Who doesn't want to do that? It's yeah, awesome.
0: Another problem that people might also run into is registering these cars. Because how do you register it i know in the states there's like some states like florida you can title anything but with us living in canada or in the bc area like how do you even register that do you know tim because do you register well, the car that, with? The- i know there's
1: an option to do like a u-built as though you built the car from scratch and i also know that there's it goes on the greatest percentage of which vehicles you used how do you mean like if you use the chassis out of that car it comes with the vin Okay. So then I think I believe in the States you have to use like a minimum of a twenty percent of the original chassis to be able to use the original VIN. Oh. For whatever's underneath of it. That's so, interesting. That's pretty cool. But I mean everywhere's different. I don't I don't know everywhere, but I know here if you rebodied it, it'd be whatever the chassis is, not the necessarily the body.
0: So they don't give you a new VIN or something?
1: No, you can apply, like say you're to use two road off cars and you put them together and you create your own car and you can go get a U-Built title. It oh. kind of fall under like a, like a kit car sort of classification.
0: Oh, so like, do you need any specific, like, for example, me, that's just
1: doing it as a hobbyist. Like, do you need any like licenses to do that or no. not? That's where the U-Built part of it comes in. You have to pass like a safety inspection and all, they may require you to go get certain things like non-destructively tested like Mm -hmm. when we used to build motorcycle frames non-destructively tested yeah yeah i mean what yeah like when we used to build (laughs) motorcycle frames so they would scan it x-ray
2: it you know oh they scan it they can't make sure your welds are sound right i mean if you're building something that is i mean it's a it's a several thousand pounds of automobile right so it's a dangerous piece of equipment if not built correctly And so, yeah, you scan that, make sure that it works, make sure it's not going to break itself apart and kill anybody.
1: So there's different (laughs) levels to it. Like if they look at it and they're like, Hmm, we got to send that (laughs) out. Then they can send it out and make you get it like a full on vehicle inspection. They can get your welds tested. They can do Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Oh my gosh. I don't necessarily think it goes to that level all the time, but I know they can do it if they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, like
2: when Tim and I used to build choppers a lot, um, because of our our level of welding certification and insurability, we were at a higher rating of being able to test yeah the that, than, stuff than what they were. So yeah. they're like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. If you, you say it's good, no more than me. It's
1: probably good. And so yeah, yeah. Psh, here you go. So they can do that, and then you go for a U. They'll give you a U built status or like a BC assigned event. Wow, and there's no like. Because you guys have probably dealt with similar situations in the
0: past. Is, is there any problem with like, re, like uh, insuring it? Oh. Or do you state your own
1: value of the car? Well, at that time you would have, but now I think you have to have an appraised value. Oh. To get it insured. Like you can say it's anything you want, but they can contest it at the end unless you've had it properly appraised. Mm. Yeah, and pretty
2: much everything that we build nowadays, we get like a we third get appraisal party right away appraisal. get insurance. get that done anyways. And
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Just makes it just makes that whole insurance part of it, I think, a lot smoother, Easy too. And, and cool like, with. I mean, there's it's you know, it's a badge of honor, but really.
1: as far as like the way things are going now, I think you would want some sort of description on your insurance because you the way things have progressed now, they have license plate scanners, so if it yes. scans it and it's like. 98 BMW and (laughs) it's a jag yeah yeah. you're gonna have problems so i think you'd have to have some kind of descriptive put in there or at least you'd want to otherwise you're gonna be pulled over like even without the like
0: so it's i don't understand what you mean i know i understand what you mean but when you say descriptive is
1: that after you've done all the like you built thing or not well i think you might want to do a you built status yeah Rather than just trying to roll around on your BMW. Yeah, no, plate. that's not safe. So, no, you'd probably want to get some kind of proper designation for it just so you're not pulled over all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes so much sense. Just make your life easier.
2: Easier, that way. yeah. You know, I'm
0: growing older. If I was younger, I would be like, I'm just going to risk it. Nobody's yeah. going to time it.
2: for being pulled over by no. the fence. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants that. It's yeah. embarrassing.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so, like, what is the Skylark going to go under then? What's the title? Ty- it's going to be the same the Skylark. thing. Skylark, yeah. yeah. You're not going to, like, be. Uh, How is insurance going to work? Because it is going to be very different from a stock Skylark value-wise and all of that.
1: Well, you just get an appraisal for it afterwards.
0: Okay. And is it like an independent company that appraises this or? Okay.
1: Yeah. You'll send it out to an independent appraisal and then they'll use that as the insured value of the vehicle. Mm. But that one's not a body swap and we're not combining two different VINs together to create a single one. That one is made specifically for that. And then in the motorcycle world, there's different levels to it where it's like you would get a manufacturer statement of origin for the chassis. And then when we go, so then we get another one for the motor and we get another one for all the major components. And then when you go and you've created the vehicle and you have it inspected and they give you an assigned VIN, that encompasses all those different pieces. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. But because this is made for it, it's... We're not technically, and in this era of cars, it's not an issue at all. And what about Lambo? Lambo Tahoe. Lambo Tahoe, the only problem we're going to have with that one is the fact that it looks like a Lambo, but it's a Tahoe. So again, <laughs> we're going to be pulled over all time. Yeah. <laughs> but what so we're doing who knows?
2: like, you know, if we actually drive this thing on the street, like at least once or twice, like we intend to, then maybe we would have to do the U-Built thing too. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out as we get along into it. Yeah. But in
1: reality, that thing's not street legal. It
2: never passes. <laughs> it doesn't either. have doors. Doesn't have a windshield. No. I mean, if you guys are listening or you're watching, when you see the wheels and tires and the long travel suspension and everything, that's going to be going into that. It's
1: dedicated off road. It's
0: massive. It's monstrous. Forty inch tires. Like I don't know if you guys can see it, but back there, there's like a hint of tire back there. <laughs> That is what it is. So. so
2: I think I would think with that vehicle just being so exaggerated and ridiculous, it's probably not ever gonna be on the streets in that respect. Yeah, we probably never have to worry about it. Yeah, it's
1: not gonna mm-hmm. progress to that point. So. No, no.
2: Yeah, off-road use
1: only. Mm-hmm. Body swap or kick car? Body swap. Ooh. Oh wait, what do you mean? What's the difference? between a kit car and a body swap?
2: That's a pretty good question. That's a very good question, actually. What's the difference between a kit car and a body swap? A
0: kit car for the most part, when I hear kit car, I mean, there are different types, but when I hear kit car, I automatically go Fiero. um, And like people trying to re-body it, but it it never just
1: looks right. It always just looks terrible.
2: Sometimes they do. Yeah, there's some Some pretty close ones. Some kits are like pretty legit. They're using like factory components.
1: So is there a difference between trying to improve the drivability of your car as opposed to trying to improve the appearance of your car. Because we all know the negative connotations of having a kit car. Mm-hmm. Does it apply the same for doing that?
0: I don't know. I don't think so because I want to improve everything. Or okay, no, you- I want to keep the looks of it, but yeah, increase but you're drivability. It soul.
1: It's not what it is anymore. <laughs> what are you driving? I'm driving, are you a- driving a half of a BMW or all of a Jaguar. <laughs>
0: I'm driving a Jaguar Mark 3. No, Mark 328i. Oh, XI. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> nice
2: that was. Yeah,
0: uh, or Jag MW <laughs> or something. I'll figure out a name for it, but it's, yeah, it's going to be, I think it'll be good because again, I have all the suspension, modern suspension from the BMW. I have AC. I have heat. I have all of these things without having to m- think of those things as each separate things and Add to the car when it's already oh, you'll be there. Thinking
1: about those things, don't worry. Nah, oh, I think yes. it'll
0: be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as soon as so, you try to put that radiator and condenser behind that jag grill, you're gonna be messing with. AC. No, but you you're just make a, it's gonna be easier to
0: put. You the just bring another one. But get a new radiator. Like that's easy to do. Like get a new radiator, to
2: replumb it. That's oh,
1: that's be, so easy. Just get a new everything, and then no, it's it just <laughs> <laughs> your,
2: it's just a radiator. Once, once you start going to that point, it's almost. Why not just get a jassy? no yeah or or my mage maybe you should have just did a motor swap
0: yeah nah that's like i still need a all lot part of stuff of it, right yeah all part I, of it. I don't want a 60 because another part of this chassis before we <laughs> another <laughs> part of why i want to do this is because the jack stuff is hard to find like you almost you have to get almost everything from like england yeah. and it takes like such a Nigel. long time exactly to get here and i'm like I just want to be able to go to a store, buy the parts that I need, and come back out and change it the same day.
2: See, there's a lot to be said for that. But you could and go front, and
1: rear sense. subframe, and a motor swap, and have all of it. Hmm. But you're taking the long hmm. way. Good to know. Well, I mean, that's
2: that's the other part of that decision, because that's not an
1: easy thing to do as well. That's not easy. I'd say if you think you can do a body swap, you should be able to do front, and rear subframes. Well, I would say that, that it's definitely right the in the same skill set, but probably faster. Faster, no oh, yeah. way. Oh, yeah. It's definitely faster. faster. Really?
2: Oh yeah. If you if you if you remove if you think about how many, you know, linear feet of welding you would have to do to connect a body to an existing, you know, floor pan chassis doing a body swap, that's a lot. That's a lot. And then now you're talking about like the structural integrity of certain things. So You got to add a few pieces here, you know, you're chopping and you're doing your thing. But if you think about how much that, that is related to doing like a subframe swap, it's considerably less. Hmm. But you're having to do structural integrity build up in that. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's different.
0: Let us know what you guys think about body swaps, chassis swaps. Kit cars, everything
2: in the comments below. <laughs> this is a, this is an ongoing conversation. We yeah. talk about this, this often. This consumes yeah. half of our lunch. <laughs> <conversation>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we all have our own very uh, strong opinions on this and why we would do certain things. Elvis is very uh, optimistic, <laughs> passionate, very passionate,
1: and I eagerly anticipate watching his learning curve. Yeah, it's going to be glorious. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It is going to be glorious.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if I say the same thing two years from now. So,
1: no, I mean, I know, yeah, I documented too. So, see,
2: at one point in time, Tim and I were in the exact same place that you were, and you know, we just we learned the hard way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we're trying to pass our knowledge on the you. We're trying to share impart it. on you
2: mm, Elvis, yeah. you should do this instead. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, we'll see But, but it- it's awesome And it's uh, definitely inspiring for us all in the shop so. Oh, thank you, thank you
0: okay you know.
2: <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you guys for watching this video if you liked
0: it or also thank you for listening to this podcast if you like to give it a thumbs up um and uh, also rate the podcast five stars if you can so we can move up in podcast ratings and we will see you guys next week bye